You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. And welcome to Little Diva Energy, your fortnightly slice of something extra. I am your host, Holly Morgan. I'm obsessed with divas, and my husband Tom is also here. No, I am here. Oh, cheeky! Yeah, little trickster. He all thought he'd left me, but he can't without a lawyer. <laughs> That's the point that we're at. Yeah. Um, hello, everyone. How are you doing? Is everyone okay? Nice to see you here. Nice to see you. Do see you, you come all often? assembled. Um, I hope you're keeping well. Uh, I'm sure there's been there's been it's been tricky times globally, politically. Hope everyone's keeping safe um, on home turf. I hope no one else has run up a twenty seven thousand pound Deliveroo bill like our great and glorious leader Alexander de Feffel Boris Johnson. Not great, is it? Oh fuck me! It's making that wallpaper look pretty cheap. It certainly is. It's making Un- Marie Antoinette saying "Let me eat cake" look like a light-hearted, off-the-cuff remark, which she almost certainly didn't say anyway. I know that. And before you fucking write in with "She said brioche," I don't think she said any such thing. She didn't say "Let them eat tandoori with a side of sago No, they? she certainly didn't. Let them have a, a butler smuggled in on a on a Santander bike deliver me. 800 quid worth a week and they couldn't see fit to feed school school children anyway look we've gone off topic because there's there's already they're not divas and we're not fucking interested i mean we are but you know what i mean jesus christ if i wasn't paying for it by my taxes i would say ordering twenty-seven thousand pounds worth of delivery is quite you can imagine a diva doing it i can imagine welcome to showbiz john doing it for a party yeah oh yeah yeah all from pizza to go you think that'd be his, his go-to? Rest of <laughs> I love Pizza Express. I like the dough balls and I like the garlic bread. I don't like the one with the hole in the middle of it. No, what is that? I swear they made the plates short smaller as well. <laughs> yeah, I've got to go up early to pull the red the wool over Reggie's eyes. <laughs> right, so uh, That's thanks. That's what they a- say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. Down at Watford FC? Yeah. yeah. There you go, football knowledge. Yeah. Things I know about football. Marcus Rashford, Elton John. Oh, well, we'll be coming back to it this app. Will we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, thank you for all of your lovely words about Ryan's, lovely Ryan Lane's episode on Frida Kahlo. Crucially, Ryan, not Rylan. We have not yet secured the services of the nation's sweetheart. Yeah, don't, ste- don't step down. No rest till Rylan. So Rylan was conspicuously absent from two events this week, our podcast and... The Eurovision well. Song Contest, which we will get to. Don't worry, all in good time. No, Ryan Lane. Not saying that he isn't the nation's sweetheart. No, not yet, but he will be. Well, very true. Absolutely. After they've all heard that episode. What a dream boat. Um, got some interesting... Co- Gina Abelins, friend of the pod, uh, said that her and, and Joe have been to Frida's house. They've been to Casa, the, the Blue House in Mexico. They went on their honeymoon. Oh, lovely. How interesting. I'd love to go there. Um, yes, fantastic. Thanks all for, for we've had lots of mo- other lovely recommendations from people. People saying they love us. Now, I'm going to call on you, Divas, to put your money where your mouths are. There's no money. Um, 
well there's a patreon but that's that actually not what i was getting at for once um <laughs> <laughs> we have been nominated for an award alongside our dear sister out for blood uh we've been nominated which is lovely isn't it it's nice to be nominated out for blood nominated as well uh, for a different category yes so oh, quite wow. the thing media and quite the joke um have nominated us for best comedy podcast mm. and out for blood for best podcast which mm. is which is fitting um so do you know what Give yourself two sweet seconds and snip on over. Just give us a little vote. It's not hard. Just take a box. Get your mum to do it. Get your Nard to do it. Yeah. You know, recruit new people to do it. And then it'd be nice. We'll have have an award and maybe we'll have a barbecue or something. (laughs) Lovely. Now we can. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, that's that. Off the, I, I, I did a lot of shameless plugging last time, so I'm not yeah. going to do any more. I've stopped But doing. do vote for it. You had a practice run a couple of weeks ago and you absolutely shattered up the wall with yeah. that one. <laughs> UK. Yeah. US, actually, your recent You're form fine. in the booth has been, yeah. has been very, very good. Thank yeah. you. Um, so do try your best. Yeah. I mean, US, bring a bit of that energy. Yeah. We know you're out there. We've got, got a couple of subscribers in the US. So bring that, bring that november 2020 energy yes. to the voting booth and uh, the uk don't fuck it up again and in return if we win i will post a video of us reenacting any performance from the biden inauguration that Maybe, you want just gonna caveat that with not any performance <laughs> within taste i'm <laughs> sort boundaries. of thinking probably katie perry's firework you were hoping that it would be lady gaga with the golden microphone weren't you yeah <laughs> lady gaga I will, I will perform... Or at least J-Lo, snipping her own lyrics into, <laughs> into a national song. Any of those diva performances from the Biden inauguration will be performed in our garden <laughs> if, you, if we win. Okay? Okay. Good. Uh, I think without further ado, let's go over to see what's going on in South London. Let's hear from Chris. And his coincidence. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Oh, hi guys. Uh, hope you're well. Um, firstly, big, huge congratulations to... Tom, can you insert the name of the winner here? Thank you. For winning the Eurovision on Saturday, which was in the past. Um, Great work. Loved it. Um, I don't actually have very long today. Uh, I just thought I'd uh, send you a quick message. I'm actually in the middle of my audition for Dear Evan Hansen 2, Evan Hansen Strikes Back, uh, in which a now 18-year-old Evan Hansen goes off to university and causes further chaos and carnage amongst his peers. Um... I'm 37, so it turns out that I am eligible to play the part. Anyway, I was just listening in the break earlier to your excellent episode about uh, Frida Kahlo. What a fabulous lady. And I was interested to learn uh, that she travelled extensively in America. And I thought, what an unusual coincidence. I thought I would let you know because I was just blown away because I also have been to America. I just thought that was a really strange coincidence. Cool. Thanks. Bye. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Well, for once, an actual coincidence. Dad, what do you mean? Well, the last couple of things have been quite spurious, haven't they? Uh, like, where are you getting this from? When he, I don't know, wasn't it a coincidence about Britney Spears? Was He met Britney Spears? Oh yeah, that, was, that wasn't a coincidence. No, that's not a coincidence. No. It's not a coincidence that someone that contributes to this pod yeah. has actually met one of the people that we talk about on the pod. That's not a coincidence. No. Well, I did think that at the time. I didn't want to call him out for it. 
But I, I did think that's not really. We need to I'm give not him a dictionary. Entirely dig- sure. We need to give him a dictionary. Dictionary definition. Great. Um, now, Richard- not the encyclopedia one because that's actually I have checked. That's got a picture of Chris. That's <laughs> it. Fine. Good. Uh, Rich has not at this time submitted his uh, bitch. However, I do know that the content is going to be heavily based around Cyprus's entry to the Eurovision Song Contest, which Rich is adamant is a bop. Um, I agree. I also think that Bad Romance by Lady Gaga is a is a really good song. Me and Cyprus have that in common because they just submitted Bad Romance by Lady Gaga with a sprinkling of Judas. The content of Judas, the actual tune and chords of Bad Romance. <laughs> Judas, of course, being what Madonna calls Lady Gaga. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. We'll, we'll, oh, what? Do you think they'd ever be able to secure Gaga for the Eurovision? Oh, for, uh, the, for the half-time act. I'd love that. You know what? She's turned up in a better version of the Pearly Queen look. <laughs> she's many things, Gaga, but I don't think she's not a Euro Queen. She's a Euro Queen. I agree. Look, I'm 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 not going to stake my life on that because Stephanie changes her mind, like she changes her looks. But I don't think it's I don't think it's for her. Like you change your pants? I at least once a day. Yeah. IBS. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So, without further ado, to the Weekend Diva. Weekend Diva. Oh, that was- Beautifully ceremonial, though. Well, you also put your hands on your hips <laughs> as you did it, as if you were announcing it. Yeah, I always in my head, I had a mighty conch and I was bellowing it to all the other little lost boys. You looked like um, what are the people called when they come into like the court of Henry VIII and like do do Lord Chamberlain of and then and now, Halifax. Now you know that I wanted to be a town crier when I was little. I did, I did know that. Yeah, Camden had a we had a town crier. See, that's the crucial bit of information because most other people would say, how did you know what a town crier no, was? No, there's one, he used to be in, yeah, he used to stand in the market and sort of... Did he say, hear you, hear Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was a brilliant job. Um, it is. That's why I became an actress. Basically um, a version of the same thing. Basically, just stand there and shout. That's why I'm, I'm rarely employed because um, they're very specific plays that you, you that, that works in. You did very well at the Globe, didn't you? For very a bit. declamatory. Yeah. <laughs> Standing with hands on hips, bellowing. Oh, like the actors in season three of uh, Black Blackadder. <laughs> That's my podcast style as well, which is why the mic pops all the time. So to the weekend diva, Ariana Grande married a man. What? Ariana Grande got married. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She's been engaged a few times. Yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, she's married, married, married a man. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? Yep. I hope she's very happy. I've got not much to say about that. And I've Do got a lot to cover. Do we know who the man is? Is it a good name? Does it matter? I don't know, some man. Can't be asked. Moving on. Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, yes, please. It's happening this autumn. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. And Look, you will. I, I mean, I, I, will we? Well, I've got to say, it's going to have to be a damn sight better than that <laughs> Hocus Pocus live reunion. Fuck me, that was terrible. Christ alive. I will let Bette Midler do, get away with pretty much anything. Not that. But not that. Nope. Absolutely not. Two out of three of the Hocus Pocus witches on a green screen. Mm-mm-mm. A Zoom green screen by the looks of it. Not even like a proper, no. like, Marvel green screen. I think the big questions that need answering for the for the sequel... Will this one be quite so concerned with the concept of virginity? <laughs> Will it still be a PG? If it is, um, that that's something I want I want cleared up imminently. Okay. How will they address the fact that the Catherine Ajimi, Bette Midler, and SJP will have obviously aged and oh, are supposed to be the ageless. ages they were, at which they, which they were hanged? 
Uh, the, that's a big question. Maybe they'll use that Irishman technology like they used in on Robert De Niro. That seems like a lot of a budget to yeah to chuck at Hocus Pocus too. Yes. Um, Considering Disney owned Star Wars and the Avengers franchise. I don't think it had a small budget though. The first one. They spent it wisely if it did. Yeah. Anything more to say about Hocus Pocus too? No, it's um, they're on, they're on. A warning, they're on a caution because of that Halloween mess. Um, and we'll see if they can redeem themselves. Hmm. That's where we're at with that. That's okay. We'll um, we'll keep you updated as the news comes through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in other diva news, Demi Lovato has told the world that they are non-binary. Good for them. Lovely, lovely Demi. I, I think they're a very, very, very talented singer. Oh. I think some of their episodes of Will and Grace in the last season hmm. bit hit and missed. Yeah. Considering that they are also an act, like they were a child actor, weren't they? I don't know. They were they were Disney Disney babe, I think. I um, You're asking the wrong person. No, but uh their voice is second to none. Absolutely astonishing. Has Demi done a Super Bowl? No. National anthem? Oh, almost certainly. I feel like I've I've watched them do the national anthem. I think probably you're thinking of Ooh. similarly, um, you know, important world events, meaning the lip sync between Evie Oddly and Brooklyn Heights. That'll be it. Yeah, that'll be what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was um, sorry, not sorry, which is a hammer, absolute stone cold, gold plated. Platinum. Thor's hammer. Thor's hammer. So good. Um, lovely. Right. Now, some unfortunate news. Tom and I have just become aware of the concept of chuggy. And this uh, has coincided... Chuggy. Chuggy. Well, we can't even fucking say it yeah, right. Let me double check. Oh, my God. Chuggy. Chuggy. I've been saying it wrong. That's how chuggy I am. Yeah. It's not really a thing. Is it not? So, it was made up by a TikToker. Okay. Un-TikToker. Yeah, that's the same. Who doesn't have that many followers. Okay. And it sort of like got kicked around for a bit. And then the Telegraph used the word chuggy in, in tweets five times within the space of like a day or something. <laughs> sure. So the, the Telegraph basically was Woked like... it. Yeah, I don't know if they were saying like, oh, look look how terrible... Gen-. It was sort of sort of igniting the flame of conflict between Gen Z and millennials. Sure. Um, Gen Z understandably do hate millennials because of how much we talk about Harry Potter. Yeah. But the... Uh, actually, someone made a really funny comment in a thing the other day. It was... Um, yeah, in the, in the Independent recently, uh, they were writing about, in the summer of 2020, how Gen Z, quote, took to TikTok to mock millennials as apparent obsession with Harry Potter, coffee, using the word doggo, and describing adulthood as adulting. <laughs> All of those things are super annoying, to be fair. That's true. So yeah, it's seen as seen as the next the Chugi sort of seen as the next step in the OK Boomer kind of. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think what we all need right now is more walls between us. Yeah, definitely. More divisive yeah. rhetoric between classes, generations, races, whoever it is. I just yeah. want more, more walls, more division. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we've become aware of the fact that we are Chugi, Chugi, which basically means yeah, millennials. Millennials trying to be cool. Geriatric. Millennials, well, that's, that's a, a full title. Yeah. 
Um, it can be, uh, chugging can be applied to anyone of any age or gender. Who's trying to but be But it's cool. largely applied or has largely been applied to um, older millennial women. Sure. So me. I feel very attacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should because it is an it's attack. It's about me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this has coincided with us becoming that we're becoming Olivia Rodrigo stands. So it's very uncomfortable. So who's Chugi now? Who's Chugi now? Because we like your music. I like her. Them? <laughs> her. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so Chugi. It's so Chugi. Um, I'm owning it. I'm going to t- get a t-shirt that says, I like to Chugi Chugi. <laughs> <laughs> Chugi Wiggy Bugle Boy. Yeah. And other references that Gen Z won't get. <laughs> <laughs> Not into the Andrews sisters, turns out. Or chew it. <laughs> um, Olivia Rodrigo's album is... Oh. It's, it's dreamy. I love her so much. I mean, yes, it's, it's consistently... It's consistent thematically. But what did you want her to sing about? What do you mean it's consistent thematically? I mean, it's, What's that? It's, it's a breakup album, isn't it? It's, yeah. It, and it's not got a kind of like, and now I'm going to... She's not got a Lizzo number in there. It's not like, now I go out and I don't give a shit about you. She's very, very upset. <laughs> yeah. That's okay to be upset. It's okay to be upset. It doesn't mean she's, I mean, she's got other music or will have other music. It doesn't yeah. mean she's just defined by this one relationship. She made a breakup album. She made a breakup album. The, the great, the great history of great breakup albums that have gone before her. Absolutely. Jagged Little Pill being, I think, a very pertinent example. Yes. So a lot of people, I had a chat with Rich about this, and Rich was like, um, yeah, but we've seen it before. Rich is chuggy. Rich is very chuggy. How, you, are you going to put that on the pod? I might delete it. I'll see how I feel. <laughs> I'll see what the bitch is like. Ooh. You can't talk about someone who's TikTok famous as chuggy. I think that's exactly how you can talk about someone who's chuggy. <laughs> She's going to come for you, hands and feet on this, and I'm, and I'm going to hold her coat. Um, anyway, yes, Olivia Rodrigo. If you haven't listened to her, she's very much in the kind of, I'd say, she, there are elements of Alanis Morissette. There are elements of um, Avril Lavigne, who is a very good songwriter. Yeah, but it's and Paramore. Not a, and Paramore. And it's, it's just not a, it's not a snotty. Like the one that, um, mm. Good For You, is the kind of the, the rocky, That's upbeat one. one. Well, it's it's... It's literally got the drums from uh, Stay Away off Nevermind. So it's like the references are are pretty, like, legit. <laughs> yeah, they're worn, they're worn heavily. Oh, yeah. They're oh, worn yeah. very much on the sleeve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right, they are. They're good references. I'd rather she was using those references than anything else. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people have commented on the sort of shared DNA with Billie Eilish of a sort of whisper. But she's got better pipes. Oh, much better singer. Much better pipes. Um, also, again, even as I strive to be chuggy, I'm still a geriatric millennial. So I do struggle when they won't use capital letters in their song titles. What is it with Gen Z and lowercase? Doesn't Biba Doobie do that? Yeah, she does, yeah. They do be be do be that, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's annoying, and you should all. Not as annoying as that fucking song. Oh yeah. Oh. Um. You know what else I find quite annoying? Yeah. As much as I love Olivia Rodrigo, she loves a double negative. Never felt this way for no one. What? That doesn't make sense, babe. <laughs> 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 Lovely song, but come on. The pedant in me. Yeah. Um. Uh, but it's, yeah, it strikes a nice line, doesn't it, between her Disney training. And her desire to be like a John Lewis girl. Yeah. And 
and, but like has really good taste in music. Yeah. The singing style is, is there, is, is, the, is those two, the, the pole between those two yeah. stools. Yeah. But the, the musical references are much better. Oh, it makes you feel I mean, old, you can tell she's... Yeah, because it's probably what her fucking parents listen oh to. Oh, my God. Yeah, genuinely. Did you see the now... That's what I call dad music that came out a while ago. Oh, no. Yeah, guess who's on it? Some 41. <laughs> Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne oh. was on... Now that's what I call dad music, 2020. I feel very attacked by that. I've, well, if that in that case, do not read the track listing. Really? Well, yeah, because at least you can probably legitimately say, I didn't like either of those songs, so I don't care. Did it have your favourite Blink-182 on it? No. and Well, yeah, it probably did, but they're not my favourite. Leave me alone. I feel very attacked now. Well. <laughs> the drummer from uh, Blink-182 is having a moment. I know he? it. Anyway, I literally don't have airtime for them. <laughs> I've got divas to talk about. Share. <laughs> Share, please. Uh, Share had her birthday this week. Cher, also, the Share show in the UK has been announced. However, <laughs> before you get excited, they will not be using the costumes of Bob Mackie and Arlene Phillips is responsible for the choreography. I nearly said Arlene Foster, which would be a very different show. <laughs> um, <laughs> needless to say, I think this is going to be a bit end of the pier. However, I am fully available to play third cover share more likely to get it i would have said yeah <laughs> now, now mackie's out <laughs> yeah, exactly um yeah i would like to put my hat in the ring for 80s share i want to play the one on the canon uh, i will bring my own party poppers to the audition to reenact it good and uh, also they've announced that they are doing a biopic as well yes so, exciting look, and if there's one thing out for blood has taught me is that i am too old to play certain parts convincingly on film however from a distance from a distance so look i'm not making a bid for for share in the film unless they're going to throw in the plastic surgery for free actually in which case i, I think i'm open to that conversation give you a, give me a lovely little little tug little nip and a tuck um but yeah i'm available for the blackpool run of uh of the share show yeah maybe yeah, let's wait till it goes out on tour, I think, before <laughs> before we get in here on board. Thank you. Leanne Pinnock from Little Mix's uh, documentary about uh, race and pop music is on iPlayer. It's very, very good. It's very entertaining, very enlightening, very sad. Um, Held up quite a few times. Yeah, and she's, she's brilliant. Uh, it's really interesting. If you haven't caught it, please do have a look at it. Um, because it's she, she's very open about things she doesn't she doesn't understand or doesn't you know feels less um, clued in on and some of the commentators she gets in are fantastic she's very open about her experience as some of the other com- commentators are amazing as well actually like Keisha from the Sugar Babes oh god yeah Ooh, dropping the knife in that she'd you know <laughs> Never forget that she was replaced from the band she started with her school friends from they within said, the band. I mean, they ooh. said she bullied her. Bullet, she said. They, they said she bullied them. Yeah. I mean, who would that? I mean, that'd be Heidi and um, Jade, wouldn't it? Was Heidi still in it at the end? I think so. No. Does uh. the Sugar Babes ever really end? I thought it just regenerated like Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, the Mutcher. Keisha Siobhan track that they released is one of the best pop songs of the last of the last 20 years I stand by it 
Um, Fair play. Yeah. So yeah, do have a look at Leanne's documentary. Also, her dog gives incredible side eye throughout the documentary. <laughs> I, I'm always like, I almost wanted to question the editors on that. Yeah. I was like, why do you keep doing that? Because she's so talking brilliant. about something that is so serious at yeah. points. And then it would cut to the dog who's basically like, oh, what's all going on about it? <laughs> or like, or just like Cassie would be like, don't ask me, I'm a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you would, Did you want to talk about her fiancé? Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel bad because I don't know whether it's, whether it's a conscious choice or not or, or whether it just didn't fit with the thing. But uh, Andre Gray, who's, his, who's her fiancé, who is featured in the documentary, spoiler alert, they have a sort of very real conversation in which she kind of tackles him for... Well, she talks about how um, she'd really struggled when some tweets had resurfaced from yeah. when he was quite young. Yeah. Um, not that young, but um, when he was a, a younger footballer. Mm. And he was... So he was playing in the Premier League at the time. He, was in, he used to play for Watford. So he, he was quite... I only mention that because it meant he was more in the public eye than he is now. Call back, Elton. Welcome to Showbiz John. Very good. Continue. <clears throat> and he, yeah, he had some tweets had resurfaced um, and he got in a lot of trouble about it. And some of them were um, were to do with uh, um, colorism. Mm. Um, and that's what she tackles him about. And that is really amazing that she's able to like get, and also kind of amazing that he he's willing to do it. And mm. that's a really hard conversation, I think, to have with a partner. And they do a really nice job of it. And it's very touching. I, I then, well, not touching, but it's very poignant. Mm. Um, that he sort of undergoes this, like, yeah, that they she puts him under under the, under scrutiny on on film, and, and yeah. then they allow that into the world. I was slightly perturbed by the fact that they seemed to think that all of the tweets that he'd sent were to do with that. When, like, trigger warning, like he did send some extremely homophobic stuff that resurfaced mm. as well, in which he'd quote uh, he uh, had insisted that um, gay people should quote burn and die. Um, I had a little bit of side eye not so much to the dog but like just about the idea that maybe aware of Leanne's the demographic or some of the demographics of Leanne's listening public Mm. um, they might have decided to exclude any mention of that Mm. Um, because I do think like it's it's really interesting to kind of tackle someone on screen and say like and have them apologize and say you know I, I, I can see how you were younger you know explain yourself basically yeah she chooses not to tackle him on that. And I get that. That's not, it's not, it's, that's not the subject, subject yeah. is it, of the documentary. It's about racism. And she is also discovering the idea of colorism through other, speaking to other contributors yeah. as well. So that it fits into the narrative. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And he's sort of like, I think there's a lot of people listening and watching, listening to Little Mix and watching that documentary who, who wouldn't otherwise know that mm-hmm. because they, for one reason or other, have not engaged with the career of Andre, the limited career of Andre Gray. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I felt a bit uncomfortable with it. I don't yeah. know why. Is that okay to say on the podcast? I think so. Um, it does raise the question, though, like, once someone's apologised for something and they've been nominal, they accept responsibility. Yeah. Like, how long do you hold on to those comments um i don't have the answer to that and i, I don't think i'm i don't think we're the right people to absolve him um uh, but it's it's yeah surely the answer should be yeah i mean yeah really the answer should always be you know you accept someone's apology at face value and if they do it again then you say then you, you're i don't know i think you have the, the license to think well 
you haven't learned have you or you haven't changed yeah yeah absolutely um but in lighter little mix related content uh you get some lovely bits of jade uh <coughs> when she gets some bastard glitter in a coffee ah, i can't do the voice no i can't do i can't do geordie i have well. to sort of like scream I got some bastard glitter in. I can't you do it. Can't I can't do, do it. Can you do it? That was like <laughs> that was almost belegda bas- levels. Bastard, bastard glitter in my glitter. In my, I can't do it. I got bastard glitter in my coffee. There it is. Jade is super relatable, isn't she? She is. Yeah. I think not least because when we last saw her at the Brits, standing between two heavily pregnant women, <laughs> she was everyone in their thirties at a gathering. Yeah. Essentially. Just yeah. Yeah. In the middle, with a, with a little note on her phone, to thank the sugar babes and the and the Spice Girls and all Saints for all the all the bands that had come before them. It's amazing. Yeah. I saw so I think it was on TikTok. Someone said, "This is me going up to going up to the DJ when the club's open." It's literally Jay going like, "Spice Girls, all Saints, <laughs> sugar babes." On the phone. Yeah, exactly. Really made me laugh. Have you the video for Heartbreak Anthem? I haven't watched it yet. Collaboration with David Guetta. They, I mean, it's just stunning, stunning. They look incredible. Um, yeah, the mix. We stand the mix. A lot of it's been a big old week in the Divaverse, so I, I, we, we've got some more things to cover. Uh, Gaga has taken part in the Oprah Winfrey series about mental health, uh, opening up about her assault when she was nineteen at the hands of a record producer uh, who left her pregnant uh, after after sexually assaulting her. It's absolutely horrific. Um, she's so brave and so strong and inspirational. Yep. Uh, that is available on Apple TV, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know if I'm going to watch that. No, that's, un- that's understandable. Yeah. You know um, the content. Yeah. Watching her relive it is probably going to be quite hard. Yeah. So I think that's okay to for people to protect themselves a little bit from that. Yeah. Um, in lighter news, Tina Turner and Carol King have both been inducted as solo artists into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, please. Perfetto. I find the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame really train spottery. <laughs> yes. It's just like... It's... This weird, like, stamp collector element of what well, I guess it's old dudes, isn't it, who started it? Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, they all have to get like nominated and set. There's a whole voting thing. Yeah, there is a voting system as well. Yeah, like, I think loads of journalists. They all vote for each other, but also journalists all get get a voting slip as well. I, I seem to think that most of the people that that work for Rolling Stone or the editors get, get a vote, get a vote and stuff. And it's really weird, um, but fine you have you have fun lads Um, especially when you honor the most incredible women um so tina and carol and and join stevie now as the only people in it only women in it twice yes um i mean it's it's a weird like kind of stevie's in with fleetwood fleetwood mac and as a solo Uh. artist it's a weird aberration isn't it because you've got people like tom petty who's inducted with the heartbreakers yeah but not solo yeah yeah i mean and and Jimi hendrix is in as Jimi hendrix and the experience Mm. i I assume prince is in not as prince and the revolution uh i would have thought that prince would have been inducted later yeah so they probably wouldn't have just put him in with the revolution i would have thought yeah very strange but anyway they yeah it's a weird thing it's it's and great it's also it's slightly different to the band thing for them because it's 
they were connected to to people that I don't know. Yeah. Certainly with Tina. Yeah, exactly. It's like they want I think I feel like it was okay that they wanted to make sure that she wasn't inducted with him. Absolutely. It's it's totally pivotal that she's not inducted with him because her her massive solo success is nothing to do with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And probably actually... In that's a, the same thing with Carol, right? Well, Jerry Goffin, I think, co-wrote some of the songs that are on Tapestry. Because oh, really? some of the covers were Tim Pan Alley songs, weren't they? Like, You Will yeah. Used to Love Me Tomorrow. So I don't know, maybe they co-wrote those. But still, they're her Tapestry it, is the yeah. definitive Carole rendering King. of those songs. You know, Carol King as an artist is... It's also not just to do with her being in there as a partnership. She's in as a writer. As a songwriter, yeah. She's not in as a performer. Yeah. So she's been inducted into the hall as a as a performer and as a, as a rock star. Yeah. And again, so weird. The whole thing is incredibly so strange. I'm open to a conversation about whether Carol King is a diva. Yeah. So I think she might be a diva enabler. Because well, if, if you think about like Aretha's version woman. of Natural Woman, yeah, exactly. I mean, Carol King is one of the, and, and we've debunked this. You, do, you being nice, quote unquote, does not does not preclude you from divaism. Mm-hmm. But she's so low key as a person yeah. and a performer. But I think if we, obviously if we go by female excellence, then of course she is. And Carol, I think, and if forgive me if this sounds reductive, but I think Carol generally has the energy of someone who's happy to be there. Yeah. And I think maybe that might be a defining characteristic of not being a diva. Mm. Because a diva, as we've discussed many times on the pod, knows her worth or at least knows that they that they require what they need to, to get the job done or they know that they can produce the job. I'm sure Carol knows that she could produce the goods. Yeah. Genuinely, every interview I've ever seen with her, every like every award ceremony where she's been presented with something, she always just looks like she's just so grateful that they've allowed her to be there, which yeah. is very undiva energy, I think, because... Yeah, her Kennedy honours, she's just like overwhelmed, isn't she? I when mean, Aretha she would, comes she... out and it's just like, yeah, that, get that on the YouTube. Franklin is probably <gasps> one of the greatest versions of that song ever. She sat next to Obama, yeah. the, the Obamas and Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd be overwhelmed. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's her kind of energy. I mean, it's not just about being low key and a being, a being um, what's, uh, not not shy, what's the word, the... Um, Self-deprecating? Yeah, self-deprecating or like not being arrogant or whatever. Yeah. Like that doesn't, I don't think that's necessarily, it's a different energy. Hers is very like, I oh, just thank you so much for letting me come. Yeah. And I just think that's maybe what for me takes her out of the diva sphere. Yeah. But again, an enabler. Absolutely. Like no one else. Absolutely. Now, before we go to, um, I know it's been a long week in diva, so, but we're going to conclude we could even go to a full Eurovision um autopsy uh we've now received rich's bitch so let us listen to it live used to i'm back on my bullshit because as interesting as i found the episode and i truly did but like i don't know shit about frida carlo so instead i'm just gonna hijack and make this all about my personal gay agenda and my gay agenda this week is exclusively about el diablo i we actually watched eurovision together the four of us me chris and then the big diva energy duo and tom and i had, a, had our biggest fallout to date like there were it was expletives there were crosswords i've got a bruise that still hasn't healed um because i maintain that the greatest song of the night and a god tier eurovision entrant was cyprus's el diablo um, actually on my scorecard it came like fifth but on reflection having listened to it a lot more times it's absolutely the best one of the night like it, a it sounds like a drag like drag race queens had written a verse of a song like um, all this spicy melts my icy edges, baby, it's true. Tonight we're going to burn in a party. It's heaven and hell with you. 
Like, that's Denali's verse, do you know what I mean? There's a hotter than sriracha on our bodies, tetataco tamale, yeah, that's my mood. Like, this is just camp queen shit, and I love it. Um, and also, obviously, it sounds like a, an amazing Lady Gaga song. A Lady Gaga song circa 2000 and what, like, eight, nine, which was just a peak moment in pop music for me. Like, obviously, Gaga was doing her bad romance thing. Katy Perry was at the height of her power. Katy Perry's never dropped in the quality of her music, but straight people appreciate her in 2008, and that made her the queen. Um, we had Taylor was moving into pop. Beyonce was still very much rooted in her pop. Like, it was just a great moment for music. So to hear a new song come out that sounds exactly like 2008. Mm, yes, please. Um, and finally, there's a really creepy bit at the end of the song where these little kids go, because obviously the song's about falling in love with the devil. There's these little kid voices that go, I love El Diablo. I love El Diablo. And I mean, that's horrifying and exceptional. So yeah, tweet out Big D Energy and tell Tom how wrong he is because that song is... Mm. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I mean, he makes a very good case for it. If he'd made such a good case on the night, then maybe we wouldn't have fallen out. Well, maybe, yeah, there wouldn't be blood on the on, still in my, in my uh, floorboards. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just a motorbike outside. I love... It's El Diablo. It's El Diablo. Himself. I love that you've reclaimed your gay agenda. I love. I, I, I'm. I'm finding more time for that song now. No, it has an extended taco metaphor. <laughs> like, not enough of those in pop music. Fair um, enough. Fair play. Yeah. Right. Let's get into it. Oh my god. They kick things off to. With, obviously, we all stood for the Eurovision anthem. We're obviously. not animals. And then we had uh, Cyprus with the first act of the night. And I. I mean, I have tooed about how much it is a Lady Gaga song. I get that it's, it's it sounds like good music, but I'd rather just listen to the music itself. Also, Rich's point that is like I, the fact that we've got a new song come out that sounds like something from two thousand and eight. You're like, it's a Eurovision song. Would we consider that a new song <laughs> and coming out? Like it was, <laughs> it was on at Eurovision. They do get a release. I know they do, but in Europe, famously, like ten years behind. Yeah, behind America and the and the UK. Yeah, that's in true. terms of pop music, so it's like it's probably not that she's like doing a throwback to Lady Gaga. It's probably that she's only just heard that song. Yeah, that is possible actually. Um, yeah, straight out the traps, we had a lovely glittery diva with yeah. some red backing singers with some backing dancers. Rather, it was great. It was Eurovision. It was everything we needed. Nikki tutorials uh, being a fantastic host. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Lovely. Um, the others, I thought. We're a bit and miss sometimes. The blonde lady got like weirdly sincere. I mean, I don't know how you do deliver nil point without being very sincere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, poor old James Newman got oh, absolutely trounced. <laughs> owned. Um, and I, it's so unfair. It's not a bad song. Wow. It's one of the ones I can remember, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And I but fell in love bland. with Tix, but I can't remember Tix's song, and I can remember James's song. Someone reporting for the Guardian made the really good point that they were like, "It is. It's not so much like whether the song is bad or that his performance is bad. It's just that like, it just doesn't have any of the like, any of the show to it that Eurovision has. It's he like, had massive trumpets. Yeah, but he's just like, it's it's like they don't know whether to go full camp or not, yeah. and they end up saying this weird middle ground. Like he's just this like bloke that I think someone referred to as looking like a bouncer at a chippy in York. <laughs> <laughs> like, you and, said he looked like he's... a North London dry cleaner. <laughs> I do, I do think he looks like a North London dry cleaner. Yeah. Just popping out in between in between shirts. <laughs> so many zips. Yeah, like, That does, zips, that indicates the trade, doesn't it? shitty jacket. 
And you're just like, what? Like, it, it's, it's, oh no, that was what they were doing. They're referring to him because he's been referred to as looking um, like profoundly down to earth or like something like that. Right, yeah, Which he is did. like not what you want. Like he looks like he'd be a really nice bloke and he looks like he's, you know, he's harmless, a bit of fun. Like, you, like, but that's not what you're looking for in Eurovision. No. I mean, look at the guy that won. <laughs> Right. My God. Let, I mean, okay. So. El Diablo himself. El Diablo. <laughs> Highlights of the night. Ticks. Oh, I live for ticks. Did Tick. so badly. For those of you who can't remember, Tix was the uh, gentleman in the white sort of Backstreet Boys-esque ensemble with some devils on leads. And angel wings. And angel wings. And then took off his sunglasses to at reveal one point his to facial reveal tics. his facial tics. Um, and I loved the song. I liked it. I like it. It was one of my top. I, loved I it. have uh, some tea which I didn't realise, but okay. a large amount of the bottom, because uh, we were absolutely shook that Germany. <laughs> Germany only got three points. They, I gave them. Yeah. On my own personal scorecard, because obviously we do scorecards because we take this seriously. It's not yep. a joke, it's Eurovision. As we saw from the winners. Um, all of us, didn't we? All four of us gave Germany like 10 across the board. Yeah. I don't think I'm going I, I, to bite my tongue. I shouldn't say it, but but some I, there must be something wrong with Chris's scoring system somewhere. There must, oh. be a, there must be something, and maybe it needs to be updated, because none of the, none of the top five entrance that I did that I got according to the scores that I'd given them yeah should have been really my top were really my personal top five no the scoring did not reflect my feeling I think I know I don't think that's a problem with the system I think that's a a, a discord between your taste and Eurovision because there is a a column for Eurovision spirit which I if you were to sit down I would have given Germany 10 for Eurovision spirit but Germany was was like ended up at like number four or something even though it's clearly the best of the night yeah Somehow, you, according to that, I don't know how I managed to fudge it, but the UK ended up in my top five. Okay, you, yeah, you, I think you fucked that. <laughs> um, I, I'll admit that now. Germany had a lady dressed as a hand and she had to keep her arm in the air, otherwise she was a middle finger. <laughs> it was genius. I don't care if that was on purpose or accidental. It's brilliant either way. It was absolutely flawless. It was the exquisite moment. The whole thing, that whole performance is incredible. And th- they only came second to last, the penultimate. Yeah. Um, above us with only three more points. And Germany and the UK are two of the big five. Yeah. Who contribute, because they contribute so much to the, um, to paying for Eurovision. Yeah. They get automatic qualification for the final. Oh, right. And I think... <sighs> Who else did really badly? Someone else. Spain. Spain, I think, did really badly as well. And they're one of the big five as well. Yeah. And so, like, there, someone was pointing out that, like, the countries tend to hate... Because they don't... A, it causes a problem. Because in this country, we don't do a competition to find our... Because we are already en- entered. And yeah. the BBC don't give a shit. Yeah. So they just go, oh, him? Graham Norton will just take the piss anyway. Yeah. Exactly. So then it's not really what they're getting out of it. Whereas in places like Finland and stuff like that, they will do, like, there's, there's legs... To try and get to be the Eurovision entrant. It's like the people, X Factor. It's like X Factor, yeah. yeah. People go to it, watch it. And like the semi-finals or something like that. Or like, no, no, the final last year of Norway, I think's entrance to, to nominate the person who would go for Norway. 90% of the population of the country watched it. 
Fuck me. 90% of the country watched that. That's like 90% of this country watching the X Factor final, which they wouldn't do anyway. No. But the X Factor final is the final to be the entrant for Eurovision. Jeez. I mean, they've got nothing else to do in the winter, but it's... No, there's long, cold nights. Yeah. But like at the same time, it explains why ours are so naff, because they basically just go, well, we're already in it anyway, so who gives oh, a fuck shit? Fuck it, yeah. And then a lot of people feel... A lot of countries seem to feel quite bad about it. You haven't put in... Yeah, because they're I mean, just that's, like, that's we've reason, done rounds and rounds and rounds. <laughs> that's why they don't vote for us, Tom, definitely. I mean, it's a multitude of reasons, I think. <laughs> there's some other foreign policies. There's been, a lot of, there's been a lot of finger pointing this last week since that competition. There's been a lot of finger pointing, and I think it's a combination of all the factors. Do you? Yeah, some people said it was Brexit. Some people said that it was that thing that I just said about them being the big five. <laughs> some people said that he was too down to earth and he wasn't a good enough pop star. Some people said the song was rubbish. It's none of those things and all of those things. That's the answer. Tom, that's the most profound thing you've ever said. Um, so, other highlights of the night. We all liked Spain and his massive moon, but no one else did. No. <laughs> Spain and his enormous moon. Um, I, yeah, loved ticks. We loved Russian woman. Yes. And we really loved, well, we loved that reveal. So she came out in the traditional dress, kind of like, like a big matryoshka. Yeah. And then she unleashed yeah. a boiler suit from within. <laughs> That's how I feel. Whenever I go outside and I have to put on other clothes, I just, the minute I get through my house door, I'm like, ugh boiler suit aren't I yes very much so yeah often into an actual boiler suit yeah yeah that's something a onesie yeah I I have not taken going back into hard trousers well have I no mostly gym kit most of the time yeah I like a soft garment um (laughs) so I I really empathize with I assume that's what she was representing actually soft garments yeah I don't think it was anything to do with Russian culture or feminism I think it was mostly about um wanted to wear a boiler suit I concur yeah. I think you're right. Most importantly, was the tacky that got to take the <laughs> the, uh, the, the OG off. dress off stage, yes. who had to get into it, shut the door on it, and then walk it Scuttle off like, like a sort of pantomime dame. So brilliant. Oh. Uh, we had Bulgaria and <laughs> Chloe Moretz clutching a photo of her very sadly ill father. Okay, before we go into this, yeah. nothing in any way... Against, we are not making fun of the no. fact that her father is ill. Which is awful. It's a very, very lovely thing that she did a song for him and that it meant so much to her to, to have him be present with her yeah. through this photograph that she had. However. <laughs> she just didn't put it fucking down, did well, she? Well, she did. When she lost. <laughs> she dashed it to the ground. She's like, every other VT clutching it. Oh, lolly, lolly, lolly. The minute it all went to south for Bulgaria. <laughs> where? She just threw it behind her. I hope that she changed it out for, and went back to the, like, you know, the placeholder f- thing that they always have in a frame. <laughs> she just went just home stranger, with a picture of some spoons or something. <laughs> <laughs> she threw it behind her, like Robert Carlyle, a train sponsor, starting a fight in that pub. <laughs> Talking of sore losers, Switzerland. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was all smiles, wasn't she? Oh, all blousy. <laughs> that that blue song jacket. A bore, I'm sorry, the song was less interesting oh, than the boring. costuming. Very capable singer, fantastic voice, but it was boring. And boring? It, it felt really straight and boring. No wonder it fucking did well. Anyway, all all smiles, all sort of like blushing, oh, who me? And then when the tables turned... When the popular vote came in. Not so neutral now, are we, Switzerland? <laughs> <laughs> Coming down strong. <laughs> absolutely furious 
Talk about showing your ass. Yeah. Wow. Woof. And now. I think the whole room went cold. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people lived for France. Yeah, it's done very well, even on the Twitter. She's very beautiful. I'm sure she's a lovely singer. And yes, it was French as fuck. Voila. Voila. Où est la piscine? Je t'aime. J'adore la musique. <laughs> Je joue au football avec mes amis. Oh, are we being a bit Amanda Holden now? We're not taking the pit out of French people. It's just voila. It's seemed, just voila seemed like a sort of thing we'd have learned French GCSE. However, Un- yeah. onto Holden. Onto unacceptable. Unacceptable. BBC. Unacceptable. She, you cannot trot her out like she's the nation's sweetheart. No. When she is not Rylan. When she's not Ryland Clark, I will not accept it. Or a GC. I'd have taken a GC. Uh, no, I'd have been annoyed if that had done that. Would you? She's yeah. pissed you off a bit, hasn't she? Yeah, she has a bit recently. I want to tell the listener about Amanda Holden. Go on. I'm coming clean with a story here. Oh, yeah. do I know the story? I don't know if you do. Oh my God. Uh, Where's the BBC sound effect? Now, a lot of people obviously have their thoughts about Amanda Holden. Um, but I'm going to now draw back the curtain on an experience I had with her. Dear listener, I attended university, after which I did a postgraduate qualification at the Mountview Academy of Performing Arts. Yes, they got us to sing nine to five in our showcase because, quote, that's what we'd be doing, working nine to five after we graduated as actors. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's some pretty diva. Oh, <laughs> they pulled on they you made us do a routine clutching copies of the stage and then enacting us on commuter trains um were you getting trolled in our showcase yeah who was doing this to you oh, so they got some act I can't remember like some old out of work actor came in and did this sorry Matt sure she had an axe to grind you didn't she to, yeah to put yeah I'm sure they're much yeah anyway sidebar Amanda Holden was the uh, celebrant officiant Handing out the laminates at our graduation ceremony, which took place in the Actors' Church. Amanda Holden had to come and, and just literally shake your hand and give you a laminate. Amanda Holden thought it was a cabaret. And look, I, <laughs> I've said twice now that it was a laminate. It, it's not, I have not, under no illusions that my Mount Fuqua, <laughs> I don't even know where it is. However, we were in a church and there was like, people had paid upwards of £10,000 to do this qualification. It wasn't a venue for her type five or for her to basically have a running commentary on which graduate she fancied. She was basically handing them out and like grabbing bottoms. She was like Leslie Phillips. It was, <laughs> I don't know if she'd had a drink beforehand or something. Oh my God. It was an incredible display. She turned your graduation into a Benny Hill skit. Yeah, basically. Which might make her an accidental diva. Oh no. I don't think so. I think she just suffers from foot and mouth, doesn't she? Foot and mouth? <laughs> foot in mouth. Oh. <laughs> God. Yeah, I think she's just like, she can't help herself. So when she came, I was like, oh, bonjour, I don't know. Is that English or French? Shut up. Here's a weird thing. Am I misremembering this? Was she in The Hours? What? The film with Nicole Kidman? (laughs) Yes. No. I think she was. No. I think she plays her sister or her like weird friend. Babe, she did a thoroughly modern Millie in the West End. I think that's about (laughs) as much as a man to lay claim to. I don't want this to be true. There was a, are you thinking about Nicole Kidman's prosthetic? (laughs) 
My big nose is gonna get me an Oscar. I'm gonna get an Oscar for this one. Because I'm playing a sad lesbian. And I've got a fake nose on. Um. <laughs> I can't wait to see how this from Google goes. How can I? People also ask, how can I contact Amanda Hond? Amanda Hond. <laughs> well, hang around the actors church, lads. <laughs> Hold on. IMDb. She's not in the hours. <laughs> she might be in that BBC show that was called like The Hour. Maybe. No. Amanda Holden's not in The Hours. Miranda Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> Queenie from Blackadder. Whoops. <laughs> okay. That was that was worth it, I think. <laughs> Miranda Richardson. I know you have like face blindness for any woman that isn't me, but <laughs> they are dramatically different. She looks, they look quite similar. There's a good 10 years between them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I just, just because they look vaguely similar. They were both, she was very big in that film and I didn't like it. <laughs> And I like the film. I didn't like her performance in it. And she's called Miranda and the other one's called Amanda. And I think I just got confused. And it's been forever. Ever since I saw the film, it's been in my head. I can just imagine now Miranda Richardson in role as Queen Elizabeth II with a great big red button. Not for me! <laughs> a BGT or something. Uh, no, Tom, they are not. They are not the same person. Oh, sorry. Do you get confused with uh, Miranda, the one that falls over all Heart. the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Clumsy one. Well, what's Amanda Holden doing in Call the Midwife? <laughs> oh. oh, I've fallen down. Oh, no. Uh, right, who's your diva of the week? Mine is... No! <laughs> I'm getting in first. Mine's no. the finger lady from Germany's Eurovision entry. No. <laughs> that was mine as well. Well. <sighs> okay, mine is... Rylan. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he wasn't in it. Yeah. Because I just couldn't stop thinking about how good a job Rylan would have done if Amanda Holden hadn't been there. So you're, you had a, like a fantasy round that no one else saw that was <laughs> Rylan. And for this I, performance... I wish Rylan was... Look, you, you shoehorn Madonna into your day of the week every, <laughs> every time you see fit. Yeah. Rylan has featured in this podcast quite heavily because he's been mentioned a number of times yeah. because I so strongly felt that he should have been announcing our scores yeah for the UK that uh, he's my dear for the week fine love it right now that was an epic little diva wasn't it that, we'll, have to call, we'll have to call that a medium diva <laughs> or a big diva <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, now we announce who... We've got to shut you off after 50 minutes because it just goes downhill. How, what do you mean I came out with that classic Amanda Holden anecdote? <laughs> <laughs> That's an absolute scorcher. That's a solid gold winner, that. That was. I can't believe you've waited that long to crack that one out. I know. God. Uh, Amanda Holden didn't. Uh, I'm always telling people about how I job met John Waters in the uh, ICA bookshop. Yeah, that was awkward when he told Peaches Christ, who's a close personal friend, like it was, like it was the same. <laughs> Uh, I go to uh, John's Christmas party <laughs> yeah. every year. I sold him a book. <laughs> oh, I think the Zoom's disconnected. Uh, now let's Pages? announce Pages. who <laughs> who will be our next subject and who will be our next guest. Our next subject will be one miss, Catherine O'Hara. Oh. That's right, Catherine O'Hara. Catherine! Kevin! Catherine! 
Moira Rose herself mm-hmm. will be our subject. And joining us will be... David. No. Not, no. Alexis. No. <laughs> Johnny. No. <laughs> Deep friend of the pod, Sasha Wilson. Even better. Even better. Do you know what? If we ask her, I bet she'd come in character. Oh, yeah, 100%. Just for the Zoom. As Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. Muppets Treasure Island. Now, Sasha has been a, a long, loyal, vocal supporter of the pod, uh, as well as being a dear friend. And uh, we've obviously wanted her on for ages because she's an amazing theatre maker. Uh, but she's been insistent for over a year that she's going to do Tim Curry. And I had to put my foot down. I was like, he's not a diva. He's got big dick energy. Just because he got in drag once. It's not going to happen. She will spend the first half of this podcast making her case and that's fine I'm going to give her a platform she's also uh, been banging this drum for a while as well that the Muppet Treasure Island is better than Muppet Christmas Carol apologist which is palpably false (laughs) (laughs) the mere suggestion makes me quake with rage it's just entirely false Um, however somehow we're still good friends with the bitch Uh, so you can look forward to her she when I first met Sasha I used to call her um Zelda, didn't I? Because yes. she reminded me of Zelda Fitzgerald. So you've got that to look forward to. Yes, please. Uh, in the meantime, uh, about two hours ago when this podcast started, <laughs> I mentioned that we've been nominated for an award. If you go to our Twitter, you can find details on how to vote. We'd very much appreciate it. And as promised, I will reenact one of the performances from the Biden inauguration in my garden if we win. Uh, you can also donate to our Patreon, which would be really lovely. Uh, because I need to buy some props uh, for the award-winning routine. Uh, you can like us. You don't have to buy us anything, to be honest. Just tell some more people um, and give us five stars. Five stars and a lovely. That's oh, what we need. If you could just give us five stars and a lovely, we'll let all of the Patreon stuff go. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway. Which no, I think our Patreon subscribers are thinking we have already done. <laughs> <laughs> Toodaloo. Love you. Goodbye. Bye! Bye!